0: I'm Jerry East, and this is my podcast, The COVID-19 Lockdown Account. My mission is to interview 100 everyday people so they can share their story. we we'll document their ups, their downs, and the challenges they face every day. These are historical times, and I hope you enjoy. Stay safe. Guys and girls, thank you so much for tuning in today. Today I had Kieran with me. Now Kieran is living at home with his two boys and his fiance, as well as the fact he's still very heavily involved in his job, which is in special educational needs. So, Kieran, how are we doing at the moment?
1: Yeah, very well. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Um, it's nice to be here, and uh, it's um, going to be interesting to
0: talk about it. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, now. We've had a little bit of a chat before, as I do with everyone, and um, you know, you've already spoken to me and, and, and shown that you're passionate in what you do, um, but for the people that obviously have no idea what that, that kind of sector means, um, just, uh, just round up the, the kind of stuff that you do on a day-to-day basis, and who you
1: work with. Okay, so um, I work for, uh, with a, it's sort of a PR unit, so it's working with uh, children that um, either have been very badly behaved in school and no longer can and can study in that environment um, or we're working with kids who are could be ill um, and they said they can't attend school it's very difficult for them to attend school um, and we just work with them every day they change every day because of what's going on at home and these these children are some of the like the poorest in society at times and they just are the most emotional, frustrated, angry kids and just need someone to be there for them, who is not going to judge them, who's not going to be um, on the backs constantly, but someone who's there to to guide them and help them and assist them.
0: Yeah, I think there's there's a huge amount of misunderstanding when it comes to frustrated kids uh, because you know, not all not all paths are really catered for when it comes to the way education works um, in it for, for the mass population. You know, um, and I can I can definitely relate to that when I was growing up as well. So, at the moment, what kind of what kind of um, feeling or what kind of involvement do you have with what you're doing at the moment with with, with the kids? Um. Well, at the moment, obviously, it's a very difficult
1: situation because what you've got is these, these kids tend to have bad home lives. And so now they're locked down with the very people who are causing an awful lot of that stress and anxiety. And um, so what we have to do is we're communicating with them through emails to make sure that they can, uh, they can still have somebody to talk to. And also we have to make phone calls twice a week or even up to five times a week, depending on the, the case. Um, and where we get to talk to the student on the phone um, through the parents, uh, so we can get an idea of how they're coping, how they're dealing with such this, this unprecedented um, state of events at the moment.
0: And I mean, I mean, no one understands what's going on, really, do they? Like, in 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 the general population, no one has really got a clue about what's going on. So no one can give mm-hmm. these kids answers, and I. Are they kind of turning to you for answers at the moment
1: as well? Um, Some of them are, to be honest with you. They, they just they want to know when they can come back, when when they can see some of their friends again. Um, Because with the the environment I work in, is that we only have a maximum of thirty students on site at one time. So it's a very small um, group that these kids associate with. So other than that, they tend to they're just. Some of them will go out onto the streets of an evening. They can't do that anymore. So their only communication is now through Xbox games or through PlayStation or through their phones. So they're, they're getting so um, involved with their phones, again, but in a completely different manner as to what we're used to. Because normally it's their phones are used as a tool to... One is to, for entertainment, enjoyment, but another one is to communicate with the friends. But also another way is to continue arguments or continue discussions about things that have happened. Yeah. And they're now not having, they've not got that opportunity to, to have things happen with them. They're at, they're at home, all facing the same boring routine. And for a lot of them, the routine is the problem. they at home, they won't have a routine. and that's starting to really grate on them, I think, and that's where they're coming to us and asking us, "Can you? Is what could we do? How can we do it? Mm. Is there a way that we can ease
0: this?" and and want to know when we can come back. That's that's the key thing. The only answer you can give them is the same answer everyone gives, and that you know, even from the, the hospitals through to you know public services, everyone's saying, "Just switch the news on," and that's the only yeah. person that knows, you know. We're all waiting for exactly. Boris or his team to tell us, which is so scary right now because there's such a level of uncertainty. What kind, exactly. of, um, what, what kind of stuff are you, is there any tools or techniques or is there anything that you've found that is helping at the moment for, for these youngsters? Um, I mean, what would, uh, the other thing we're doing is obviously trying to set lessons
1: online, but these students are, well, I've going to say kids. These kids are not ones who are really engaged in education at the time, anyway, so to get them to en- engage when you're not even with them is mm. even more difficult. So what we've tried to do is try things like puzzle weeks. So we've sent out puzzles, so logic puzzles or um, little riddles for them to try and solve, just to try and then give them so that break this routine up. Mm. But I mean, we're we're in the dark as everybody else is, really, in terms of how to cope. I mean, the only thing we can do is we're just offered we're there. So if they need us, we're, we're there for them. We'll talk to them. And we sort of become this, not, we're not counsellors, but we almost become counsellors. Because uh, the best way to describe it to people is, for the job we do, we are their surrogate parent um, for the majority of the day. So when they come to us, when I'm at work, they are my kids. And I treat them as though they're my kids. And I, I talk to them and... And listen to them, and and the shoulder to cry and as I am my own children. And then when I come home, obviously, then it switches to my own children. But like I said, it, even with my own kids, we we get to the point where we're bashing our heads against the wall for trying to keep them entertained. And I think part of the problem is that we are constantly believing we have to entertain our children twenty four hours a day. Yeah. and yeah. actually, we don't. When I was a kid, we we made our own entertainment. It's like, mm-hmm. get out on your bike and go and enjoy it. But obviously, they can't get out now. But mm. we used to have like a cardboard box.
0: That would be half a day. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> I can definitely relate to that. At the moment, we are in our household. We've got five. Uh, my, my oldest is five. My youngest is two. And they're, they're, they're very close to their birthday. So they're, they're pr- nearly six and three. Um, yeah. And we do get a little bit of respite because they do play so well together and sometimes when they are younger they're a little bit they're, they're less they're less complex aren't they so that there's not so much stuff It's an easy activity so just a game of it or hide-and-seek will entertain them but when you've got older kids you have to you know either they've got to look after themselves and at certain times for your respite or you've got to have something like big you know, extravagant to try and entertain them. If not, they're just going to complain, which yeah. I can't imagine for people out there that haven't right now, especially with your students. Well, is there anything as a family that you're doing at the moment that's, uh, that's kind of helping and uh, anything that you've rediscovered or like ball games or I don't know, really, anything, I suppose? Um, the one thing we have been doing actually
1: and we've really got into is a, is a healthy routine of, of doing out some exercise and we do a three days on, one day off Process and the boys really have seemed to have have bought into that as well as Emma and myself. um, They've really got on board with it, and although from the moaning and complaining about the muscles aching and Mm. stuff, they're they're actually uh, seem to be like enjoying it. And when they've been out, it gives them such a sense of uh, pride that they've done it, and it's released something. So we don't have the angst when they get back. But I mean, the, yeah, oh, come the key things, we, like the other things we've like, discovered, and it's, it, I, I sit there and think, my God, if I'd have said this when I was 16, but it, we, we've done jigsaws, <laughs> and it's been brilliant. Right? We've all been getting involved in the jigsaw on the floor, and it's just, been, it's
0: just been really good fun. Yeah, it will be. Really good fun. Well, there you go. If you're watching, get yourself a jigsaw. And my, yeah. two, my two, weirdly enough, my, young, my oldest, Madeline, um, can do jigsaws back to front. You should turn them over. And she can do them <laughs> without the picture, which is a bit, you know, it's a bit, bit scary. Um, but, you know, you know, we've been doing similar stuff as well. and Especially when it comes to the exercise, are you doing anything that's, um, is, is it run by yourself? Is it something you're getting off of YouTube? Are you going out running? What, what kind of stuff are you doing?
1: Uh, we've done, we've actually been trying some yoga out. Um, and it's um, with, I think Emma said it as well with Adrian on um, YouTube. And that they've been. I've never done yoga before. I'm a. I'm a bit of a, an old traditionalist. Just get out and get on the road and mm-hmm. so, rather than this mamby pamby stuff. But actually, I've really. I've. I've seen a real. It's really good for my knees and for my hips. I've really noticed that. Um, but we've been going out running. I. I. I've been training for. I was training for the marathon. So. Um, and a bit of a story with that is I was training last year and I got appendicitis. So oh. I then had to have an emergency operation so I couldn't run. And then obviously trained again, ready for this one, and then it got this got moved, but oh. so I'm trying enough. to get out. I'm trying to get out and do four milers and eight and nine milers each day. Well, mm. every other day. Um and my son's come out and do maybe two miles with me. Um, and that's been really that's been really working at the moment. So it's it's been nice actually to and to come back together as a family without all the stresses of the working world. It's been yeah. it's actually been really
0: nice. Mm. Yeah, no, I can I, I'm feeling that as well. Um, annoyingly for me, I, I give myself silly projects like like this one, which I am enjoying to be honest. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I need to take a bit of a back step. And especially when it comes to the running, um, now it is something I massively struggle with. Is there, um, do you use it as like a, a form of meditation? Do you use it to kind of clear your head? Because um, I know a lot of people do that as well. Yeah, it's, I, I use it as a, it's a
1: real thinking type. And one tip I can give is I used to run with my earphones in. Um, so I've got one of these centre straps that goes over my chest and holds my phone. And I was running with my headphones in and music, and that was fine. But I, I found myself getting really tired. And I've been out now for the last two weeks with no headphones in at all. And it has been so much, much of a nicer, like, experience. And mm. I think what I was doing was actually running to the beat of the different songs that I was <laughs> putting on. <laughs> no. So I would then be speeding up and slowing down. And it would it would be killing me off in terms of my cardio. End up with drum and bass coming on and sprinting <laughs> <Yeah>. up. The- <laughs> exactly. Up that so, that's, mm. been, that's been a... Actually, a big help is taking the headphones out and actually just appreciating what's around me. It's, I mean, it's just stunning where we, where we, where we are in Essex. is is just lovely. So,
0: Whereabouts about, where
1: you guys? Uh, we're in Margaretting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's Margaretting, Ingsden, Fried, um, Frining, I think places like that. And I've just been running around there, and that is, it's, it's beautiful, and that really has it's opened my eyes to that as well, which has been, it's been really nice.
0: Yeah, I think. Practicing any form of mindfulness, and, and that is definitely a, a really heightened level of, of mindfulness whilst you know taking stuff in whilst doing the running and, and yeah. grounding yourself into the, into the now is so important. and uh, you know it's something that we, I, I've practiced uh, for a couple of years now, and it's really helped me and it's helped my staff as well uh, as well as my kids, these little techniques that we've yeah. done. Um, and I was actually in fact, pretty much every single one of these uh, meetings and these uh, interviews I have we touch on some form of mindfulness meditation or um or you know just grounding of some description which I can imagine probably helps with what you do and, and even even the youngsters. So I mean let's have a little look at um things that we have been doing as well. Um just doing around the house and stuff. Have you have you tried anything that's other than yoga of course, anything that's really new, which is completely nothing to do with exercise or anything like that?
1: Um we've been actually trying my my son's decided he wants to try he wants to be a vegetarian okay which is which is really amazing for a 12 12 year old he's just he just said he said actually i don't really like meat that much Mm. so i said well you can definitely try i mean i i'm i'm a bit of a big kid really i i'm not a massive fan of vegetables so i have to sort of pack my protein in um with lots of meat but i've been trying more and more like different foods without meat, just to see if I can do it and actually I'm finding that an awful lot of soups and things like that I can eat them and I, I don't really worry about
0: the vegetables so it's that massively helps it, really, it, it helps you when you want to like like stay on top of your calories as well isn't it yeah Massive. absolutely that's that's yeah I found that really helped so the kids I mean the boys seem to be trying new stuff as well and you know I think this is going to be a time that everyone's family is going to really realise that, um, you know, everyone came together, especially yeah. when it comes to community and stuff. Um, so school-wise, I mean, for, for your, not your own kids, but the kids that you work with, mm-hmm. um, so no one's going actually into the facility at all?
1: Uh, we've, we've recently started, after, after Easter, we started where we, because like I said, I work in one of the centres and we've got three. Uh, one caters purely for year 10-11, one is primary and 7 to, like it's more the youngest, younger side of it, and we cater for 7 to 11 in years. Um, so we, what we've done is we've been opening Monday, Wednesday and Friday for okay. a bit of about three hours. Uh-huh. So it just gives um, these the, the kids a chance. One, it gives them a little break and the kids who come in, we've only got three students coming in. Um, who have they've got pretty dire circumstances so it's a necessity really other than anything they're the most vulnerable um and we do we we, we immediately set it up and we thought well, there's no point doing key lessons what we're going to try and do is try and engage them in something else. so we've been doing some cooking with them um we've been doing obviously bits of sports with like social distancing which is really quite difficult when you're trying to teach someone to cook. <laughs> of balls or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dodgeball's quite good for it. Um <laughs> but yeah, and, and, and for the Monday, we only have to work shift work. So we have to go in maybe it's normally once every two weeks, but um it we can that's altering a little bit, so it could be twice twice in a week or and so on. But it's just to give them a little bit of a break from what they've got now every kid would obviously like it they're bored they want to come in but we've got to make sure that it's we are we're looking after the most vulnerable and following government guidelines of
0: staying Mm. at home really if we can then we stay at home Mm. and so i mean is there any kind of take-homes that you've um that you've experienced or or like little things where you thought i've never really done that before and I'm going to keep doing it, or is there anything that has kind of changed you through these times?
1: Um, I think the key one is is patience, is what I've got to take home. And a lot, a lot of it is, is patience, where when people are scared, they react, and they either... They, it's like a fight or flight, so they'll either be... Really stop it and like they just crumble, or they become very aggressive with how they're feeling. Um, and it's just being patient with that and learning how to be patient with my own boys as well because it's different, a different uh setup. But patience is, is definitely one thing I'm taking away from this. Yeah,
0: mm. it's something I need to, I definitely need to work with. I'm very patient, I seem to be yeah. very patient outside of my. Own home, home I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> split. yeah I'm, uh, the other thing is as well I've got two see I've got two little girls and they know how to turn it on and turn it off within seconds yeah. and they know I'm way too soppy I am I'm very emotionally <laughs> charged you know they know how to get under my skin like that but they know how to absolutely melt me within minutes um, and yeah, they play me so well <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 All of them do. Yeah. And and you know what, patience is a huge take-home for everyone during this time. Um, And do you think, I mean, when we are going back, when they are relaxing the laws where, you know, they they could be talking about that this weekend for for anyone watching. You know, we're in week seven now, I think. And uh, they're talking of relaxing uh, laws for for schools uh, this weekend. You know, how, how's that going to play out for you guys? Is there any... Have you guys been briefed about that yet? Are you, um, are you preparing for that yet?
1: Um, I mean, we will, but it's, it's going to be very difficult to do that without planning. And the key thing is planning, and it's the social distancing and what classes... Obviously, like I said, we're a very small centre, so it's a bit easier for us in terms of we can have so many in the morning, so many in the afternoon. Um, But I just think, I think the announcements are going to be great, but I I still think it's going to be, they announced, yes, they'll relax it, but it's going to be relaxed in three, four, five weeks when schools have got the time. Because in big schools, when you're considering 2,500 children in some cases, or down to like 2,100 children, they've got to plan how they're going to social distance in the classroom. And so you're only going to have half the class sizes, but you've then got the problem leading from that is, that some of the teachers won't be able to come back in because they're working with vulnerable adults or they're, they're at home with elderly, um, sick people. And so you're gonna be down in staff, we're down in supply staff anyway. So it's, it, the logistics of it is gonna be massive. So it's easy to make an announcement, and, but I think it's gonna be a long, a long, long process to get them back. And I wouldn't see it getting back properly till at least September, really, if we're doing realistic. Mm. Um, but I, th- I think you've just got. To, we've got to trust the science. We've got to trust what they're saying, and hopefully, it's not going to be. Yep, school's going to open next week, and we're yeah. left to do it. I really can't see they would do that. It's with the planning involved. It's going to take a long, long time.
0: Well, they were saying on the news the other day that you know, if they were to queue for a Boeing seven four seven, that's not the first episode I've talked about this, but the queue to stick to the guidelines of social distancing, but one Boeing 747 would be half a kilometre long. Yeah. So, and the numbers that you're talking about for schools is more than the numbers on about the Boeing 747. So Absolutely. Uh, how, how would you, the corridor, how would you even sort that out? It's just mind boggling, but you know, the most intelligent people are in education, so hopefully yeah. there'll be someone that can yeah. come up with it. A... You'd hope so, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, there'll be there'll be someone that can come up with something. I mean, yeah, it's it's absolutely mind-boggling, and it is so hard to hear about people that are in, you know, young young people that are in that kind of situation. And because I I never experienced that, and I'm a massive softy, um, it is difficult to get your head around. And uh, you know. It's something that needs to really be fully addressed. I think this is probably going to highlight how important what you guys are doing is for these young people, and the fact that this can't happen again—not like this, not the way it's been done. Yeah. They can't just be chucked back to a dangerous, uh, a dangerous environment, and just be expected to be fine about that.
1: Um, no, exactly. It's- it, 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 like I said it, it
0: used, the word has been overused but
1: it is unprecedented what we're dealing with and like, like I said these kids are they're kids at the end of the day you might like not want them in the, the mainstream schools and obviously what we do is help the mainstream schools by doing that but these kids can't be forgotten and that's where they do get forgotten quite often it's they're naughty kids like we're going to exclude them and then they come to us, and then we have to sort of try and turn them around and get them our main aim is to get them back to school. That's our main aim mm. so but without school, this is where sort of the wheel comes off a bit, and we we've got to be we've got to be careful, like you said, it can't go back we can't do this again, not like this, so we've got to be learning from this
0: i think it is so easy for them to rubber stamp that for, for, for the kids, isn't it? So yeah. they give them a, a label, you know, you've got ADHD, bosh, off you go. And, yeah. oh, you've got X, Y, And I know, you know, I, 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 I know people in education as well, close friends of mine. I know they do care. I know that they, um, they don't want to do it half the time, but I think that they've, they've been governed by powers way above them that, you know, they're being disruptive for X, Y, and Z amount of kids, so you've got to do it for the greater good. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, where do you even get started with the educational system? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's heroes in it. There's, you know, that everyone that I know that's in education is, is a hero, and, and they are fantastic people. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to know through my rugby club and through my facility that I work at, all the teachers I know are fantastic people, but, you know, there are flaws in it and they do they do admit it as well. And it's out of their control, unfortunately. So hopefully, if anything, this will highlight the fact that more needs to be done, especially for these vulnerable kids. Absolutely. Massive. So we're going to come into a bit of a close now. Um, normally, I like to keep these things under about 30, 30 minutes so people can have a, a quick engaging bite and then uh, we can always come back to it. But I always ask people, A couple of questions, Um, and normally I do warn them at the beginning. I don't think I did, and I apologise about (laughs) (laughs) it. But the main one for you would be if you could go back seven weeks, and I do ask everyone this question. And you could ask yourself this one. You could give yourself a piece of information, a bit of advice. um, What would you say to yourself? Um, I think. The
1: thing I would say to myself is, it's a bit of a strange one, but I think I would say I'd sit myself down and go, "You are more resilient than you know, and you are capable of doing more than you think." So when when we've gone the lockdown was a bit scary and stuff like that. It was t- I couldn't be the one who was scared because my boys needed me to be strong. So, and I th- when your mind sort of gives up. And you say, I can't go any further. Your body carries on and makes you keep going. And I think I'll go back and say that. I think I would just say you're more resilient than you think.
0: I like that. I like that a lot. And that's, uh, that's your soundbite. <laughs> <That's, laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, um, and, and you know what? We all, we all are in our own way. And I I, I like that. And, you know, you, you've, you've, um, You've clearly shown that, especially when it when it comes to your um, your kids, your own kids and, and the kids that you're looking after, and you're doing a fantastic job mate. so you know thank you, thank you for that mate. I, I appreciate that um, from everyone. Um, I'm gonna wind down for everyone else though guys. so if you have enjoyed what um, what Kieran's been talking about today and you have um, you know if it has touched you because it has it has me, please do comment below and just give us a little bit of information. Um, If there's any kind of comments that you'd like to leave which are positive um, and are kind, please do. Okay, we always promote that way of thinking. Also, if you have really enjoyed this and you'd like other people to experience it, please do use your social media, media for the positive. Press that share button and let's get this out there. And of course, if you would like to have a chat with me, I'm still on a mission to interview 100 people during the COVID-19 lockdown. Kieran, I think you're about 45, so we're coming up to that that 50-person mark, which is the halfway milestone. Mm -hmm. But from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much, mate. Um, Thank you for everything you're doing, and we'll be seeing you soon.
1: Lovely. Thank you very much.
0: Take care.